Like the other speakers in this series, I've been asked to share about finding myself in the story of God. I was in a warden's meeting with Christine and Hyatt early Friday morning, and they both talked about how studying scripture was very much part of their faith tradition from an early age. Christine mentioned something she did in youth group called sword drills related to finding and memorizing certain passages of the Bible. I grew up in a faith tradition as a Catholic where we were not encouraged to study the Bible as a spiritual practice. We were read Bible stories as children as part of our catechism, but ultimately the priest preached the homily about the readings on Sunday, and that was that. And the reason I am making the point of mentioning this is because I'm guessing there are others like me where the idea of finding yourself in the story of the Bible feels a little strange, and you might even feel self-conscious when someone asks you to share a favorite scripture or psalm. And so it wasn't until I was well into my adulthood that I really started to make scripture part of my spiritual practice. A couple of years ago, I decided I wanted to read the whole Bible and listen to a podcast called The Bible Recap to guide me. The podcast takes you chronologically through the story. As a side note, I still have not finished yet. For this summer series on how scripture has formed and shaped me, I want to talk about a Bible story that I keep returning to at this moment in my life. I particularly find the overarching story of Moses leading the Israelites in the wilderness very relatable, and not just because I have a poor sense of direction. But I am at a time in life where I have opportunities to lead in my personal life, in my work life, and even here in my church life, all combined with a penchant to be a perpetual people pleaser. As a reminder, the journey should have only taken about two weeks, and instead it turned into 40 years. Throughout the journey, the people complained to Moses, don't follow God's rules, sin, repent, and rebel again. Meanwhile, Moses' goal is to get them to the land of milk and honey that God promised them. The reading I selected today is not necessarily my favorite from that story, but it resonates with me. Here's Moses. According to the story, we're roughly 38 years into the journey. He's supposedly around 120 years old at this point, having the latest set of complaints lobbed at him. This has been decades of him having to hear the whining and complaining of the people he's leading. And these complaints are not even from the first generation he set off on the journey with. This is their kids now complaining. Talk about a learned experience. There's no water, do something. He was probably tired, obviously dehydrated and off his game that day. And rather than speaking to the rock to release the water as God instructed, he made the mistake and struck it, likely in a moment of exhaustion and frustration. Who could blame him? Yet boom, you screwed up, buddy. 
you just lost your golden ticket to the promised land. Think about it. Have you ever been working towards something, a goal, an expected life event, an anticipated career trajectory, and all of a sudden the door closes and that opportunity is gone? What's interesting to note, Moses lives for another couple of years after this. He's told you can finish the job, but the reward will, re will remain out of reach. As I said, this whole reading resonates with me at this moment in life. I'm headed towards the final months of being warden at St. Peter's. I'm headed towards the tail end of my career. I'm headed towards a milestone birthday and the idea of retirement looms in the not so distant future. I have worked hard in all areas of my life. And while I feel like I'm at my most wise and have the most to offer, I'm facing these chapters closing and I keep thinking, what is the meaning of it all? What does the finish line even look like? We've likely all had moments in our life where we have felt lost, unsure of our purpose, not sure where we are headed or why we're even doing what we are doing. Being lost in the wilderness can look and feel like many things, loneliness, anxiousness, emptiness, confusion, a place where there is nothing productive. It can also feel like abandonment from other people and even from God. My two sisters and I, and they are in the same phase of life as me, have been reading a book called Life Worth Living, A Guide to What Matters Most. The book is written by three Yale professors based off a course they teach. It's basically a roadmap for leading a fuller, more intentional life and provides questions of self-exploration and reflection about what you say you value most, but then digging deep and examining where you really place your time and energy, and if that matches what you say you truly value. The questions in the book have you examine if the life you are leading is really where you want your focus to be. The authors write, many spend their entire lives climbing a ladder only to realize that the ladder has been leaning against the wrong wall. Some of the questions for reflection include What's the first thing you listen to, read, or consider when you wake up? What is your daily schedule like? What are your largest regular expenses? What brings you joy? We all, at various moments in life, crave an understanding and seek an understanding of our true purpose. Chances are when you are a young adult, you think big grand thoughts, that you're going to accomplish something really impactful. And yet sometimes you can spend your whole life wondering, what is that thing? As I've pondered this question of purpose, the authors of the book added one word that opened the door, at least for me, to more clarity. The rephrased question, what is the purpose of my life now, right now, 
this moment in time. In Christian speak, how can I best serve God at this moment in my life? I don't know about you, but that feels a little more attainable to me. This morning, my purpose is to connect with all of you. A reviewer in the Harvard Crimson wrote about the book, the professors then arrive at what for many may seem like an oxymoron, easy for me to say, like an oxymoronic revelation, particularly amidst our current errors, individualistic and materialistic culture. The deepest mode of relation to the world is not one that centers the self, but rather decenters de the self to make room for others. The most sustainable and satisfying ways of living then are deeply relational. What if our true purpose in life is to be lost, even stuck in the messy middle of it all? What if like Moses, we get to hang with our fellow travelers on the journey, but we don't get to cross the finish line or even have a clear understanding of what that is? Is that a life worth living? I, and I don't have an answer to that. <laughs> what we do know about Moses's wilderness journey is that God was in the midst of them the entire time. The Ark of the Covenant traveled with Moses and the Israelites throughout the journey. God was there. The one thing you can do when you feel you're going through the wilderness or when you feel stuck, you can call on God. God has the power to bring you out of the wilderness of life. It may not be across the finish line you had in mind, but God is there alongside you. And while Moses didn't make it to the promised land with the Israelites, he did make it to Israel, albeit briefly, according to the Bible in the story about the transfiguration. From Matthew, Jesus took Peter and the two brothers, James and John, and led them up a high mountain to be alone. As the men watched, Jesus' appearance was transformed so that his face shone like the sun and his clothes became as white as light. Suddenly, Moses and Elijah appeared and began talking with Jesus. Moses made it to the mountaintop with Elijah and Jesus, and whatever knowledge he gleaned over his life over those years in the wilderness, he shared with Jesus. We don't know the words spoken during that conversation, but whatever the meaning and purpose of those 40 years Moses spent wandering the desert, it served the greater good of the community he was leading and it served the savior of the world. I will close us in prayer. Lord, I know this life is full of wilderness. At a point in life, we will go through one and sometimes be stuck in one. Lord, I pray that when I will be going through any situation that is in the form of wilderness, that you never leave me alone. Go with me and let your light shine on my path so I can see the way and never be lost in the wilderness. Amen. <laughs>